welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I am your host, Rachel Gilbert, a therapist on a mission to bridge the gap between faith and mental health. Today you are listening to Talk Therapy, a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our hearts and speak into our lives. Be sure you tune in on Wednesdays for special guest interviews. These episodes are meant to be educational, not a replacement for your therapist. My book, Image Restored, was released in March, and we are in a restored series here on the podcast. When I completed writing the book, God showed me each of the chapter's themes applies to so much more than body image. And while the series can address body image struggles, I am showing you how to apply it in any area of your life. You do not need a copy of Image Restored to follow along with the series, but of course, I recommend it. You can learn more and grab a copy at imageRestoredBook.com. Well, so far, we have covered these topics in this series. Truth, Temple, Union, Hope, Family, Heart, Mind, Emotions, and Behaviors Restored. This week, our theme is Worship Restored, and this comes from Chapter 10 of the book. Now, a little disclaimer, if you've read the book or you're going to, this chapter is actually about idols, but I don't think God wants to restore our idols. In fact, he wants to demolish them so worship can be restored. We are designed to worship. The question is, to what or who are we worshiping? So let's chat for a second about how you know if you might have an idol in the area of body image, but again, of any area of your life. And to answer that, I'm going to read you a statement that is attributed to Timothy Keller. And here's what he says. Idols consume you as you pursue them, disappoint you when you get them, and devastate you when you lose them. I love how God works because I'm just going to go and tell you that this chapter on idols, it's interesting because really idols was one of the first thing that I started to speak on when I would share on this topic of body image. And I noticed people get real squeamish when we start talking about idols, which is interesting because you'll hear sometimes people argue, oh, we don't have idols. Like we're not worshiping golden calves like they did in the Bible where God was talking to them. But we all know we have idols. Like, yes, I'm stepping on your toes, but I feel like you kind of already know. And we have our head in the sand if we think we don't have idols. Even me, as I sit here and I record, I'm going, oh, I know I have idols that I need to demolish. And that's what we're going to do today, okay? Um, and I just also want to tell you, in fact, I just want to speak life over you. And I want to ask you to just be open to receive today. Anytime I talk on this subject, I've I'm met with resistance, and sometimes I'm met with pride of somebody going up, excuse me, don't talk to me about my idol, and then sometimes I'm met with shame, and we're going to talk about shame here in a minute, but I just want to break both those things off you right now in the name of Jesus. No pride, no shame, no fear, no condemnation, just be open to receive, because remember, if the Lord is bringing something up, it's because it's on the way out. He loves us too much to let idols consume us and to disappoint us and to devastate us because that's exactly what happens. And I know we've all experienced this. And I actually, I went into much further detail in the book than I'm going to today. So again, I recommend that you do read chapter 10 if today kind of sparks something in you, because I do try to keep these episodes short so that 
y'all have time to actually listen and time to process. So I want to read to you 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16, because it sums up what happens when idols enter our heart. Here's what it says. What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. My friends, all God has ever wanted was to walk among his people and be our God. Again, we can go back to Adam and Eve. He loved to walk and talk with them. And I wanted to share with you just a few more. The Bible has quite a bit to say about idols, but I just felt like I wanted to read to you just a few of the verses about how God does feel about idols. Do not turn to idols or make metal gods for yourselves. I am the Lord, your God. That's Leviticus 19.4. Watch yourselves very carefully so that you do not become corrupt and make for yourselves an idol, an image of any shape, whether formed like a man or a woman. That's Deuteronomy 4, 15 through 16. Side note, isn't that interesting on body image? If you're looking at it from that perspective, we absolutely have made idols out of images of what we think we should look like and ideals and all of that stuff. And so this one, especially if you're here for the body image restoration, cling to that. Deuteronomy 4, 15 through 16. Uh, Deuteronomy 27, 15 says this, Cursed is anyone who makes an idol, a thing detestable to the Lord, the work of skilled hands, and sets it up in secret. More on that sets it up in secret here in a minute. And then one more from Deuteronomy 32, 16. They made him jealous with their foreign gods and angered him with their detestable idols. There that is again, that detestable idols, like he detests them. Why? Because they draw us away from him and they separate us from him. And God detests anything that comes between him and us. The temple falls when idols enter because we turn our hearts away from the Lord and worship a God that can never meet our deepest needs. Here's the good news, though. God knew he would battle against idols to keep our hearts turned towards him. This is not a surprise. It's just one more reason he sent Jesus to die for our sins. The answer to overcoming idols is letting Jesus access every area of our hearts. In fact, demolishing idols in our hearts is quite easy, but it requires obedience. I'm going to read to you Jeremiah 4, 1 through 2, and he gives us some specific instructions. If you, Israel, will return, then return to me, declares the Lord. If you put your detestable idols, there's that phrase again, out of my sight and no longer go astray, and in a truthful, just, and righteous way you swear, as surely as the Lord lives, then the nations will invoke blessings by him, and in him they will boast. All we have to do is confess our sins and return to him. Now, this sounds so easy, right? Oh my goodness, it is. Except for, do you remember a second ago when I said we'd come back to that sets it up in secret verse? I'm going to read that to you again. Cursed is anyone who makes an idol, a thing detestable to the Lord, the work of skilled hands, and sets it up in secret. All right, let's have some real talk here on Real Talk with Rachel. That phrase sets it up in secret. I'm gonna 
uh, let you know, aside from sin, obviously sin is the number one thing that keeps us from, um, that separates us from God. But I'm also going to tell you that the other thing that keeps us from bringing that sin of idols to the Lord is shame and secrets. Let's talk about shame first. This therapist thought comes from chapter 10 of the book, and here's what it says. Shame is often associated with should statements. This is one type of distorted thinking that affects our decisions. These shoulds can often lead us to the land of neglect or obsession when not addressed. Try replacing I should with I get to. And here's what I was referring to in that. I talked about the land of obsession versus neglection when it comes to this idol thing with body image. But that should statement, I believe, keeps us from being so quick to run to God with these things in our heart, because I don't know about you, but I tend to have the same types of idols popping up. In fact, that's why I'm all for going for the root rather than the just doing behavior modification like I've talked about with y'all last week is because if we're just taking the top off, right, of a weed and we're never going after the root, I'm just going to exchange one idol for another. I am seeing this happen all of the time, especially in this area of body image. I very much appreciate the body image positivity movements that are happening and whatnot, but I'm just honestly seeing that we're exchanging one idol for another. And the problem with it is we're not going after the root. And so I know you're here because you like to go deep, you like to go after the root. And so I want you to start paying attention to if you ever say out loud, should, or you even think it, right? So the idols, when you have the same types of idols popping up, maybe it's the same one or same family of idols, if you will, same addiction line or same type of numbing or coping thing, or even just seeking something that is in that same type of validation that we're looking for and hope that we're looking for in an idol. And have you ever had the thought or said, Ugh, I should be over this by now. This should not be a thing for any me anymore, right? I have thought that, said it. I've definitely counseled women who've said that. And actually, like, it brings you to the point of anger. Like, I should be over this by now. This should not still be a thing for me. And so those should statements, though, they're really full of shame. And it keeps us from going to the Lord. And then the other so these all just happen to be S's. So you got sin that keeps you from going for, to the Lord because, you know, it separates us. And then it only separates us, by the way, when we don't bring it to him. That That's not, not God's choice. That's our choice when we see our sin and we think, oh, no, all we can see is the sin and we don't see the blood of Jesus who covers our sin, right? Uh, so just so you know, the Lord doesn't look at you and see your sin. That That's us carrying that still. And we're, we're going to let that go here in a little bit when we pray. Um, and then shame. But then the third one is secrets. This is a really big one when it comes to idols. And in fact, I can't tell you, it's actually been really neat. I've, I've gotten some messages and even counseled some women who've read my book. And when we talk and go through this chapter on idols together, several of them have told me about idols that the Lord convicted them of that they had kept in secret kept hidden from their spouse or their friends or had just been doing it in secret. And this is extremely common with these idols in our heart. If you notice, we're not all running around blabbing to each other these things. 
And I just want to encourage you. In fact, I just had someone uh, do this today where she came in and told me about something that the Lord convicted her of that she had kept hidden. And I just want to tell you, it is the coolest thing. I've experienced it personally, and I've counseled people, just counseled someone today where this happened, where she confessed to me and to the Lord a secret sin, also secret idol that she had kept hidden, that when she read this chapter, the Lord said, I need you to lay down that idol. I I need to demolish that idol, and I need you to turn away from that and stop doing it. She looked so free. Like, Freedom looked good on her. She was glowing. It was amazing. And I'm here to tell you, I have also experienced that, that don't be afraid when the Lord knocks on your heart and maybe even steps on your toes and shows you some idols. There is freedom waiting on the other side of this, okay? So I want to just finish off today with one question for you to process, and then I'm going to pray over us in this area. I want you to ask God, this is our processing question. Ask him, what idols do I have in my heart? And then here's the important part. Stop and listen for his answer. Okay, he was very specific to me. He said, Rachel, just have them ask me one question because I want to talk with them. What idols do I have in my heart? But then you got to stop and wait for his reply. I can't answer that for you. And I understand sometimes it's scary because a lot of times these idols, they give us a false sense of hope. They give us a false sense of security. They promise us things that they simply cannot keep. I have experienced having idols, pursuing them, getting them, and then be devastated when I realized, oh my goodness, this didn't fill that hole in my soul. And then when I lost it, feeling that, oh my goodness, now what? And the Lord wants to stop this cycle, and it starts by us letting him demolish the idols in our hearts. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for every person who is sitting under the sound of my voice. I thank you that you love us too much to let us keep these idols in our hearts. We were designed to worship you and you alone. Lord, please forgive us. Please forgive us, Lord, for the idols we have set up in our heart and in our lives. Father, would you show us the idols in our hearts, myself included? May we not be too prideful to hear from you. May we not be so shameful that we don't want to come to you. May any hidden secrets or sin just be brought into the light and dealt with in Jesus' name. Amen. Woof! I sense somebody's getting some freedom today, so lean into it. Get excited. This is a good thing, I promise. Well, uh, in case you missed it, I released a quiz called What's Your Body Trying to Tell You? It takes less than two minutes to complete, and you can do it at rachelgilbert.com forward slash quiz. That concludes today's talk therapy episode, and I will see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.